You're now listening to the Hot Take Podcast with Stephen Blake, your source for everything fantasy football. Here are your hosts, Stephen Taroni of Fantrax HQ and Blake Sullivan of Roto Ballers. What is up? Welcome into the Hot Take Podcast. My name is Stephen Taroni. Joined by me, Blake Sullivan, and today we have a great show for you. We're going to get into your start-sit questions for week 11. Going to talk some hot bowl predictions, of course. And we have a special guest on the show, Nathan Hamilton. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Steven? How you doing, man? Dude, I'm doing good. It's good to have you on the show, man. Been following your stuff uh, for about a year now, and uh, it's really cool to have you on. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, it's the first time I'm talking to you, but uh, Blake, you and I, we met each other at the National Fantasy Football Convention this this uh, summer, so that was fun. Yeah, NFFC, man. That's the place to be if you want to meet people in the industry. Yeah, I had a blast there. It was good to meet you. Hmm. Met Steve. I'm going to have to have him come down to Dallas again next year, though. That way we can meet in person, too. Well, I mean, you know you're driving. <laughs> that's true <laughs> you're the driver man <laughs> um that's good stuff any uh any cool stories from nffc that you guys had together like did you guys do anything together you just kind of met and you know introduced yourselves and that was that well uh, i think nate was at a rooftop bar but i wasn't able to get in and i couldn't quite scale the outside to get up to the top floor so uh, nothing too crazy. <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, come on. We, you know, we sat for like plenty of lunches and, and, and watched the players talk on stage. It was, uh, it was a good time, man. It was a very easy going. And, um, you know, it wasn't like crazy high security or anything like that. You could literally just walk right up to a player and, you know, talk to him for a minute and, you know, get a, get an autograph and take pictures and stuff like that. And, um, for me, that was awesome. But, you know, being a, an analyst myself, it was more important for me to meet other analysts in the industry and, and talk with them and, and network more so than, than, you know, meet and talk with the players. But that was cool, too. Sure, yeah. yeah that's interesting when Melvin Gordon has to take a back seat to Blake Sullivan, right? Like, <laughs> Absolutely. You know it. <laughs> that's what's up. You know, I'm picture Blake, I'm picturing, uh, you know, uh, Ace Ventura like with the Mission Impossible theme music scaling the little <laughs> thing trying to get up to the roof bar <laughs> that's perfect yeah, yeah I, I was looking at it I'm like there's no way this is about 20 feet <laughs> <laughs> awesome all right well let's get right into it guys Le'Veon Bell didn't show up this week obviously Bud Dupree is going through his, his Jordans as we speak so you know it started to get dark very quick for the light, the little bit of light that Le'Veon Bell owners had. So I want to talk about uh, James Conner for the rest of season and what this means for Le'Veon Bell going into next season. So let's start off James Conner rest of season, assuming health. Blake, how do you feel about him on your roster? Oh, there's no doubt in my mind. I love James Conner the rest of the season. I think I would have rather had Le'Veon Bell in the long term just because of his playoff experience in the past. But James Conner is an absolute stud. He's going to be a top five guy moving forward. I have no problem playing him everywhere. Uh, if you're a guy with James Conner, you know, trade deadlines probably coming up in most leagues. If it hasn't already passed, you might be able to get a King's Ransom for him right now since the Bell news has came through. If you are able to get a really good trade right now, now would be the time. But if not, I would not be at all worried about plugging him in. Yeah, like would you 
would you want to get Kareem Hunt? Like, would you trade James Conner for Kareem Hunt right now, rest of season, in redraft? Yeah, I, I really don't know, to be honest with you. I that's, think I might, I might lean with Conner. Just, just keep what you already have, you know, if it's been working. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a big fan of trading people that are, that are even because you're just destined to have an injury or something happen where you're going to know that you screwed yourself over in the long term. Uh, sometimes it works out, but in a case where like that, where it got James Conner for a reason, so you might as well stick with him. Yeah. And that's a good point, uh, honestly, because you really want to be able to see uh, when you're making a trade like that, like you would, if you're trading James Conner, you probably want to try to get two players. You, you might be in a position where you're like, man, I really want two really good players that I can start. And that's probably a situation where you're having a tough problem with your flex every week. But if you can get a wide receiver and a running back for a James Conner, I think that's your best bet. Yeah, that was the point I was going to bring up, actually, is because if you have James Conner, you have a running back one. Okay, yes. and, and likely you have two running back ones on your team, so you're doing pretty good in the running back uh, position just because of how you got James Conner. Right. It, it, you know, it's not like you drafted him in the first round. Um, so he's paired along with whoever you drafted you know, in the first or second round as a running back um, you know, if you did that. And to, you know, I was going to say the only way I would even consider trading him because he hasn't failed you at all is if you do need the depth, if you need to spread out the wealth throughout the positions in your team, then yeah, maybe I'd trade him straight up for, not straight up, but I would want two players in return, maybe a wide receiver to pair with a running back as well. So uh, that was a good point. Well, and, and then you bring up a good point, Nate, because if you have James Conner on your roster, you most likely have, I mean, you could have Alvin Kamara and James Conner easily. Yep. Oh yeah. You know, uh, so you bring up a good point. You could be stacked at running back. So, Nathan, would you trade uh, James Conner for Odell Beckham right now? Or let's say a, a Michael Thomas. Let's say just if you could get Michael Thomas right now for James Conner, would you do it if you're stacked at running back? If I'm stacked, yeah. I mean, Michael Thomas, he's one of the few wide receivers I might do a straight-up trade for. Okay. Um, but that's only if I find myself – flexing James Conner or I consistently have a very good running back that I'd like to play in my uh, lineups on the bench every week. Um, So, you know, like if I have an emerging Aaron Jones or something like that, I can throw in the flex and, um, you know, obviously get a Michael Thomas or for me, I'm very high on Devontae Adams. Um, So, you know, one of those guys, then I would, I would probably consider it, but Honestly, because he's done so much and, and he's how much he scores, 20-plus points a game, it's kind of hard to let go of somebody like that. 100%. I agree completely. Yeah, Devontae Adams, I know, has been a guy of yours since uh, early in the offseason. Yep. Um, so let's talk about Le'Veon just going forward real quick. And I want to bring up Todd Gurley's contract. Um, I want to say that, okay, so four years, 57.5, $57 million. And his average salary is 14.3 a year. Now, we know that Le'Veon Bell, you know, famously walked away from 14.5 this year with that franchise tag. So uh, I think the idea with Le'Veon Bell and most people really don't like Le'Veon Bell right now. I'm just going to stay neutral and I'm just going to say that his plan is to make more money down the road to where that 14.5, believe it or not, he can actually make that back. Now, that's of course, the goal. Uh, I think people are thinking, well, no one's really going to pay him. 
I'm on the line more on the lines that he could actually get more than this 14.3 per season that Todd Gurley just got. Blake, why don't you start us off here? Do you think that where do you think that uh, Le'Veon's going to go potentially? Like who are his potential uh, suitors, let's say? And then what do you think that he'll they'll pay him? Yeah. So first off, you brought up teams earlier off air of like the Raiders and the Jets. Uh, obviously, there's some teams like that that can afford to pay him. They need a star player. But one team that I'm looking at that's under the radar right now is the Chicago Bears. They have some guys that are on their rookie contracts, and you think, oh, well, they have Jordan Howard and Tariq Cohen. Why would they need Le'Veon Bell? Well, the thing is, as good as that defense is now, they've brought in some receivers. They've got Trey Burton at tight ends doing really well. Yep. And Tariq Cohen, you can leave him as a receiver, one of the swing guys. He's good on special teams. But Le'Veon Bell would be a step above Jordan Howard. As much as I love Jordan Howard, he would be a step above him. And then if you could move, probably move Howard, you could probably bring in guys through the draft to fill needs on the defense or on the line or bring, bring in another receiver out of the draft. Really think it would make that team elite and make them the favorites in the NFC North. For me, I really think he is looking for the money at this point. Yes. Um, you know, he, he held out an entire season. Okay, so um, – and With, with um, a team that is trying to win the Super Bowl. Exactly, and, and they are um, – you know, they're heading in the right direction, and I think obviously with his services, they, they could make it to the Super Bowl, but, uh, you know, that's not what he's looking for. He, he, he wants more money. He wants guaranteed money, and I think he'll go to the highest bidder. I don't think he's going to be one of those guys that, you know, is looking for the contention right now. I think that he is – he feels so confident in himself that he yeah. thinks he is that difference maker no matter what the team is. Right. Um, as long as they're going to pay him, he thinks that he can he could probably carry a team. So with that said, right now in, in you know all the oh, betting right now, five to one odds that he ends up with the Jets. Yes. Uh, so they're kind of in the lead right now for that. Yep. I was going to bring up the Jets. I, I could see a scenario where they pay him a record-breaking contract and uh, he goes there. You know, let's just say he, he tears his Achilles, like God forbid, you know, but, you know, he tears his Achilles year one. He could be just, you know, this huge bust um, all of a sudden here. He really kind of set, set himself up for that. He never had to get into this, you know, but I understand from the player's perspective as well that, you know, it's a principle of the matter and, you know, as a running back, you have to protect yourself. And he is the first guy to do this and I don't think he'll be the last. Yeah, no, I think he. I think he's definitely starting a, a trend here, and that was one thing that he kept bringing up too. Is that hey, I'm doing this for not just for myself. He's right he's acting like he's a, he's a trailblazer, and yeah, how, you know, this is going to change the game going forward. So, um, quite honestly, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if you know he is the reason a, a lot of players start doing this going forward. It's unfortunate for us cuz we play fantasy football and we rely on these guys. Yes. Um especially when you draft them in the first round, but um you know, obviously they have they have a lives to live and and families to support, so I think that trumps any uh you know fantasy game that we play. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, and you know, Le'Veon Bell, you know, with any man that's trying to get paid in this world is trying to make his money he's obviously doing it for himself yes but you know we have to think about his family you know he's got kids and things like that so yeah if he sees an opportunity to get a lot of money I mean what would most of us do um, it looks really bad and it's you know terrible for the game it really is but 
you know, like LeBron James, you know, we look at him as a great player in the NBA, but, you know, he's also set some trends in the NBA, you know, when it comes to uh, the, the business aspect of, of the athlete. So that's, that's where we're at in, in our society, and that's sports today. But I think that Le'Veon Bell uh, is a great player, and I think he'll have a good chance if he makes the right decision next year to come back from this in a positive way. So let's get into our listener start sit questions of the week. We uh, had a tweet earlier that Blake made, and we got some good responses from it. Um, Rob Grimwood of FF Brit Baller, he chimed in and he asked, Carry on Johnson or Corey Davis, 10 man PPR? Blake, why don't you start us off? Uh, yeah, for this week specifically, uh, I'm still probably going to go with Carry on Johnson. I could see this being a high scoring game at home, but against Carolina. Detroit's going to have to put up points. Obviously, that's going to mean throwing the ball, but uh, on Johnson can catch out of the backfield too. I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, it's on for me, uh, and it's honestly not even close for this week. Um, obviously, Corey Davis coming off a huge week, 125 yards and, and a touchdown against the Patriots, but we're seeing kind of a pattern because the last time he had a, a great game like that was against the Patriots last year uh, in the playoffs and in the Titans' last game. So, you know, I mean, he's just, he's good against the Patriots. I do see him trending up, however. I trust on Johnson and his consistency more than uh, Corey Davis at this point of the of the season. And, you know, especially after on Johnson going up against the best defense against running backs last week, and he tore them up. So, um, yeah, on Johnson for me between the two. Yeah, I love it. I, I love on Johnson, man. Uh, I think he's an outstanding ball player. Um, and I really was surprised that he had such a high output, you know, at Chicago, but, you know, without the two touchdowns, it's definitely a good day. It's not a great day last week. Um, and Patricia is going to give the ball to Blunt on the goal line. It's not, you know, I mean, we, he is definitely trusting carry on more and you're right. I think carry on is consistent, but LeGarrette's still going to get those, those goal line carries. I don't know if you guys saw, like he had a couple this week. Uh, that he just didn't put in because that Bears defense is pretty potent. So, yeah, Carolina is going to give up a lot too, actually. So, you know, it's it's tough. But I actually am going to go Corey Davis here, and I'm chasing the targets, uh, 10 targets in two weeks. And, um, it, you you know, they weren't using him it, for a few weeks as much as they are. And the Titans defense or offense just looked horrible for a few weeks there. You know, you had that Buffalo game that was weird and the Jacksonville game low scoring. It's like a completely different team right now. And we have to look, look at it like that. I still think that the Colts are going to be up in this game. And I like that for Corey Davis. Um, so give me Corey Davis in garbage time. I think he can have a high output. So let's move on. Uh, straight star shooter. Is that on Twitter, Blake? Yes, it's on Twitter. Straight star shooter. <laughs> he wants to know... Philip Lindsay or Tevin Coleman? Nate, why don't you start us off? Uh, it's Philip Lindsay for me. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Tevin Coleman had what I call a Tevin Coleman game. It was like 30 points, fantasy points. Um, and those that's the type of game that had you salivating when Devonta Freeman went down and you're thinking, oh, yeah, right. Now we're going to yeah. get Tevin Coleman at full-time status. He's going he's gonna to be a monster. Well, unfortunately, that has not been the case, you know, with the exception of that one week a couple of weeks ago. He really hasn't been the guy. They've really had to incorporate uh, Ido Smith and uh, turn it more into a split between the two. And 
Um, I just don't trust uh, Tevin Coleman on a weekly basis. Now, Philip Lindsay obviously has stepped in to a role where he wasn't the guy either. Um, but due to the lack of production from Royce Freeman and Lindsay stepping up, you know, he's been the guy and he's taken over that role. So I, it's just two guys kind of trending in the opposite directions. And for me, Lindsay's trending up and I, I can't bench him. Yeah. Philip Lindsay's going to be coming off of a buy. He's going to be fresh. I really like Tevin Coleman. Obviously I own him. I was really high on him before the season. And then like you said, Nate, when Freeman went down, I was like, it's time. Finally, all this preaching of Tevin Coleman's going to pay off. And I'm not going to say I've been upset because he hasn't been, he hasn't been bad, but like you said, he's just not been as consistent and the trust isn't there as much from week to week. So I think I'll take Philip Lindsay. He's got a pretty good, decent, uh, touchdown upside this week. I think that LA is going to put up quite a few points. Um, Denver's going to have to run the ball, though, if they want to be successful. They're not just going to throw the ball to Emmanuel Sanders all day and be able to get away with that. They're going to have to go on the ground. Philip Lindsay's a hard runner, which I'm really liking this week against the Chargers. Yeah, I love that. I love Lindsay. I'm looking at the Chargers' defense, and they've only given up three rushing touchdowns this season. Um, the Cowboys are stingy, so I'm looking at the matchup here. Cowboys obviously stingy, but they allow a lot of receptions and targets from the uh, pass catching running back just because uh, they're getting to the quarterback. So that dump off is there a lot. So that's why I'm going to go Coleman. I think he's going to get a lot of targets in this game. And uh, he, he actually killed the Cowboys. What It was one game. It was either last year or the year before um, with a couple touchdowns. So I think, I think we might get another Tevin Coleman game as you call it, Nate. Uh, yep. So I'll, I'll go with that for just that upside there. Let's do let's do one more of these before we get into some uh, some of our own start sit decisions um, or questions rather. So if Lamar Jackson starts, which, which we're not sure, we know Joe Joe Flacco didn't practice on Wednesday. Is it Lamar Jackson or Eli Manning against the Buccaneers? Now Lamar Jackson's going against the Bengals, who are going are an historically bad defense. Uh, they're on pace to be, break the record for uh, uh, yards allowed in a season. So both defenses are horrible. Um, so they would both be great starts. So which one would you take, Blake? For me, I think it's going to be Lamar Jackson. It seems really risky. At this point in the season, you're probably at a spot where you're either really desperate for a win or you're just trying to hang on to a lead that you have or you're way out of the picture. If you're out of the picture, you're probably not listening right now. If you must win, Eli might be the safer pick because you know he's pretty much guaranteed yards. But with Lamar Jackson, the thing is you're going to get rushing yards, which are worth more. And if you get one of those rushing touchdowns, that's going to be huge too. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's Eli Manning. Just because, let's just say hypothetically for this question that Lamar Jackson is playing and Flacco's even ruled out. Let's just say that. Yeah. Because then it makes it even, obviously, two starting quarterbacks, right? Yes. And I've heard the rushing argument for Lamar Jackson, but for me, that's great. Even if he rushes for 100 yards, that's fantastic. That's 10 points. Um, so with any other player, I'm okay with it. But out of the quarterback position, you're looking for a little bit more than that. And uh, I, I don't trust – you know, he hasn't thrown enough to this wide receiver core, and I don't like the talent on the Ravens. Now, obviously, the, the Bengals are ranked – the second worst against quarterbacks, but there's only one other team that's even worse than, than the Bengals against quarterbacks, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who Eli Manning happens to face. And Eli um, hasn't 
been as good as he normally has in the past, and, and, and I'm talking way past, uh, but at least we know he can put up those boom weeks. And, uh, you know, I, I have more faith in Eli Manning putting up points against the worst defense in the league against quarterbacks over Lamar Jackson, who just doesn't – he hasn't had enough reps yet to, to establish himself as a starting quarterback. Yeah, Eli and, Manning hasn't been playing that bad lately, though, honestly, no, if you look really at hasn't. it. He hasn't, exactly. Uh, he only had 188 yards in that last game, but he did have three touchdowns. That was just kind of subject to the game script. But two games previous, he had 316 and 399 as far as yards go. So really not looking bad, and this is actually one of his highest years of completion percentage. And he's got OBJ going against an awful defense. So, I mean, it's hard to go against that, especially if it's him or Lamar Jackson, you know? Yeah. And both are great plays, by the way. You know, they both make sense. They're both terrible defenses. Uh, it's more risky to go with Lamar Jackson because we haven't seen him play in a regular season game. That's a scary thing to do, you know, at this point in the season. So you're really going uh, all for it, you know, and you don't have to if those are your two options. So Eli's the safer play. But I can see a world where Lamar Jackson gets, you know, 60 rushing yards and a touchdown uh, rushing along with whatever he gives you passing, right? Definitely. So, um, but, yeah, you know, you, you got to go Eli because, like you said, Blake, he threw three touchdowns last week. I think he can do it again. Easy. Lamar Jackson's basically the better DFS play. If you're looking at your league, yes. as, as the scenario is laid out, yes, Eli Manning is probably the safer, smarter choice. But if you're looking at DFS to try to get an edge, Lamar Jackson's a really good play this week. I agree Appreciate with that. For sure. And I, I actually was ready to make the argument of Lamar Jackson. Uh, but I think if I had to make the choice right in a redraft in at this point, like if you're, if you're undefeated right now, if you have one loss, play Lamar Jackson, that's what I say. Like, that's fun. You know, if you want to just have fun. Um, but yeah, if you have, if you're in like first and you have a total points prize, like our league does, Steve, yeah. That's when I would do it to, you know, like just try to get extra points, have that high ceiling. But yeah, yeah in most cases, in most normal leagues, like you said, Eli is probably going to be the safe play. Nate did a really good job talking me out of Lamar Jackson. Probably like <laughs> what would happen on Sunday. I'd yeah. probably be like, oh, I'm starting Lamar Jackson. And then five <laughs> minutes before I'd take him out and put in Eli. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because it, it just makes a lot of sense when you look at him playing the Buccaneers. He just threw the three touchdowns, two to Odell Beckham, who, look, he's – uh, an elite player so he could have a great game Saquon right now you have two players like that it's really hard to be bad and he has been <laughs> um so but that, that just goes to show you how bad that offensive line is um, yeah all right and that Lamar Jackson Eli Manning starts it was uh from Leon or Lion Lenny, Lion Lenny on Twitter. Uh, appreciate you. So let's get on to our running backs. Actually, before we get into that, I want to talk about real quick before we move on for Lamar Jackson. So uh, Cam Newton actually uh, against the Bengals this year had two rushing touchdowns. So I look at that, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> I, maybe those were probably in the red zone, huh? <laughs> um, so Lamar Jackson can definitely do some of those RPO things that Cam Newton does. Similar players, obviously Cam Newton is way bigger and way more of a threat in the goal line. But you can kind of, when you look at fantasy football, you want to look at you know what similar guys have done against the team. So 
that would be an interesting play. I think Lamar Jackson is an interesting play if, if he does start this week. Oh, I, I mean, I see the appeal just because obviously he hasn't had that opportunity yet, right, yeah. to, to start a game and, and, and have control of it for the entire game. It's just when it comes to the quarterback position, I, I usually like to lean the, the safer route and get those points, you know, because it's, it's often not too much of a difference, you know. But if I'm looking for a home run, I'm not looking for it out of the quarterback position. I'm, I'm looking elsewhere. Lamar Jackson or Andy Dalton against the Ravens this week? Oh, Lamar. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go Lamar Jackson there. Blake, what would you do there? Yeah, you kind of set us up to pick that one. <laughs> okay, let's do another one then. Uh, Alex Smith against Houston. Lamar Jackson. I just think Alex Smith is so – oh, man, he's so – Vanilla He's to me. Vanilla plain, yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that offense, too, you know, that, that Redskins, they, they really don't have receivers right now. I love yeah. Josh Doxson, but I, it doesn't work well with Alex Smith. Right. Um, Doxson would be fun if he was, like, in the Mike Evans role right now. So I think it's, it's funny. I think you summed it up. I think Eli Manning is, like, the basement, and then it's Lamar Jackson and everyone else. Like, right. So it's, that's, that's where it ends for me. So. Right. Eli Manning is probably the closest one to Lamar Jackson that I would choose, you know, Manning over Lamar yeah. Jackson and then everybody else. can. Awesome. Good call. Yeah, that's, that's kind of where I'm at too. So running backs, uh, let's get into them. Alex Collins or Dalvin Cook? Blake, who you got? This one's actually going to be pretty easy for me. I'm going to go with Alex Collins. Okay. This week going up against Cincinnati, I think they're going to put up some points. Uh, they're going to want to slow down Cincinnati. That's not a crazy good offense, but with as good of defense as Baltimore is, as, as far as keeping the game low scoring, they're going to want to feed Alex Collins. I think he's probably going to get two touchdowns this week. That's a little bit of a hot, bold prediction. Uh, I don't think he's going to go crazy for over 100 yards or anything, but 60 yards and two touchdowns is feasible. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I don't know exactly what his role is going to be. You know, Latavius Murray's still going to get the ball some. He's going to get some touches. And they're going up against that Chicago Bears defense with Khalil Mack in it. Not really sure how successful he's going to be. Yeah, yeah. I, I, honestly, I have to agree. And, and this, this one, when I first looked at it, I'm like, oh, Dalvin Cook easily, right? But then you look at it, and obviously, like you said, Dalvin Cook going against the Bears. Yes, they just gave up you know, points to, to carry on Johnson. But um, if anything, that's going to motivate the defense to tighten up even more and get back on track to how they usually are against the running backs, which I believe before last week they didn't even give up any touchdowns to the running back position. So Dalvin Cook, you know, looked good coming off his injury. Um, you know, he broke off a big run. Uh, but after that, he, he wasn't used too much after that. So uh, to Blake's point, I'm, I'm not confident in what his role will be exactly in this game. And you know, I, I expect him to struggle. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side, Alex Collins going against the second worst defense against running backs. So, um, you know, I'm a little worried with Lamar Jackson. If he does rush it in like Cam Newton does, that, that, that often, you know, negatively impacts the running back. So uh, a little worried about there. But um, Alex Collins over Dalvin Cook, at least for this week. Yeah, this is a tough one. Uh I, I was also thinking like it's different if you know Joe Flacco starts or if uh, if Lamar Jackson starts. So that's pretty yeah. tough. You, I want to start both of these guys this week. Um, but if you really got to make the choice, and you know, I'm sure there's a situation out there for sure. I think I would go Dalvin Cook, and you know, I, I would go on talent alone. 
um, in a primetime game. But, man, it's, man, that's tough. I don't want that decision, you know. I think that Dalvin Cook gives you the targets and the receptions, obviously, um, at Chicago. Regardless of game script, you think he's safe? Because I think they're going to use him a lot. I don't think – I think that we saw – you know, he got, what, 12 carries last week? You know, I think that was pretty, you know, significant. I didn't think that they were going to give him as many uh, touches. Um, so I, I, I think that improves this week. He'll get actually more, more work. So I'll, I'll go Dalvin Cook for the upside. But Collins is a great play. Especially yeah, with- it's funny. It, at first glance, like I said, it, it, yeah. it seems like a joke question, but it's actually a pretty legit, you know, heads up like, hey, Collins or Cook and yeah. you know obviously Cook's injury and and matchup come into play but that's yeah. fantasy football you got to play those matchups sometimes most definitely yeah so let's do one more running backs here let's do Blake which one do you want to do let's go Adrian Peterson and Deion Lewis yeah uh, why don't you start us off yeah so Adrian Peterson or Deion Lewis I think I'm personally gonna be taking Adrian Peterson he's really impressed me this year the matchup is not like great, but when you're looking at it, again, Washington defense is pretty solid. Hopefully they would stop Deshaun Watson, some of that Houston offense, and they'll just keep feeding Adrian Peterson. We just talked about Alex Smith being that plain vanilla. Well, you've got Adrian Peterson back there. They'll just run the ball with him, slow the game down. Uh, and then with Deion Lewis going up against the Colts, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot because Andrew Luck has been scoring touchdowns. Last week with Eric Ebron, that was a hot target. They're going to get out to an early lead, and Tennessee's going to have to keep up somehow. You know, I was hoping you would say that, uh, Adrian <laughs> Peterson, because I completely disagree. <laughs> so it's funny because I'm getting ready to record the, the Fantasy Tilt podcast after this uh, with my buddy Keaton Denley, and um, we do starts and sits every week. And ironically, Deion Lewis is one of my starts and Adrian Peterson's one of my sits. Uh, I'll tell you why I'm sitting Adrian Peterson, and it's because obviously he's had less than ideal performances the past couple of weeks uh, against the second and ninth worst defenses uh, to opposing running backs. So the, the Texans are much better, and they're the sixth best defense uh, in rushing yards allowed. Um, to running backs and obviously when it comes to Adrian Peterson he's not much of a pass catcher so rushing yards is all that matters when it comes to AP right Um, so I just feel like it's just a bad matchup for him now flipping around the other side Deion Lewis against the Colts they're the 10th worst against running backs you know obviously Lewis has been a leader in the backfield he's taken over he's stopped all these questions of hey is Derrick Henry the guy I think they've finally made that turn uh, and I know both of them kind of got a piece of the pie against the outlier game against the Patriots last week. But Deion Lewis has been – he's running harder. He looks very good. Um, I'm not worried about Derrick Henry's snap count because obviously it's well in favor of, of uh, Deion Lewis. He looks great. Um, he's, he's falling forward on tackles. And he's exactly what you want out of a workhorse back. And, again, his his matchup just just favors – that as well so that's my breakdown between the two anyway well you actually you might you might have just had the hottest take we've had on the hot take that's tough to say but you're saying that Deion lewis is a workhorse running back and that is you know yes. something that we're looking at now with Deion lewis because 19 carries 20 carries mm-hmm. and then he's also getting the targets because we know he can work in the passing game 
it's unusual and I don't think we expected this kind of workload for you know and this is just past couple games for the Titans they've been up and they've given the ball to Deion Lewis so let's say they're down in the game and I think they will be against the Colts who look great still benefits him because he's the pass catching back too so I mean he's game script proof so that's why to me he I just love him going forward and you know again I I do like Adrian Peterson, but he is 35 and, you know, he has a good game. And just when you think he's back on track, he goes back to his putting up duds and you just can't trust that. I just think, you know, obviously this Titans offense for Deion Lewis, everybody's turning it on now. Mariota looks even better now. So I just think, again, I look at trends and, and things are just trending in the right direction. For Deion Blake, Lewis what is uh, what is Deion Lewis's FanDuel or DraftKings price? Do you have Do you know his FanDuel price right now? Yeah, I can pull it up. Okay, cool. Yeah, because I think Deion Lewis is a great DFS play because I th- I saw last week he was like forty six hundred on on DraftKings. I'm like, really? And he didn't really do that much last week. You know, he gave you a solid game if you know in redraft in DFS not so much. But in this type of game, I think that he has great upside with, like, let's say the garbage time, dump off screens. He can, you know, if he gets one screen, you know, he can take that for like 40 yards. So love Deion Lewis this week, kind of fade in Adrian Peterson. Uh, so Deion Lewis is 5,900 on FanDuel. He's the exact same price as Derrick Henry, and he's $100 cheaper than Alex Collins for some reference. Love it. Yeah. Okay. I, that's great. Go Dion on DFS all day. Adrian um, Peterson is 400 more. There you go. That's the reference right there. They're right, right together. Boom. And that'll make a break or week right there. You know, it getting Adrian Peterson who, you know, he could have a game. You know, he just, I think he's relying on that touchdown there. So let's get into the wide receivers here. Let's get into Tyler Boyd or Amari Cooper. And now Tyler Boyd is the wide receiver one for the Bengals right now. But we kind of saw what happened last week. Uh, he works out of the slot a lot. He's not an outside guy by any means, but he is a great player once he has the ball in his hands. So Amari Cooper is a guy who, you know, Cowboys are using as a wide receiver one, uh, which is fantastic to see for somebody like Amari Cooper. I think he actually has a safe floor now, which we've never seen with him. You know, it's very interesting to see this uh, transition. Um, so I'm really liking what I'm seeing with Amari Cooper, and he plays Atlanta. I'm going Amari all day on this, and I really have confidence because of the volume he's getting, and that's just his floor when we know this guy has a great ceiling. So give me Amari. I'm with you on that one. I'm definitely going Amari Cooper here. Um, You know, this is probably the most underrated thing that I've – even I didn't even think of this, uh, is that Dak Prescott is a top 10 quarterback since week six. Hmm. Now, that's not something that jumps off the page because he's not he's not playing the Dak of 2016. You know, he has not come anywhere close to matching that. However, he's been consistent enough the last four weeks that he has found himself as a top ten quarterback in in that time frame. So he's he's trending up, and he's obviously targeting Amari Cooper because Jerry Jones is not going to look stupid for you know giving up a first round draft pick. He's going to want Dak to heavily target this guy, and I believe he has 18 targets the last two weeks. So Amari Cooper, I, I believe exactly what you said, because he, he's got the opportunity, he's got a safe floor, and he's got that upside as well. So give me Amari Cooper, and the reason I wouldn't go Boyd here 
just to give a, a, a contrast, is that obviously he's going up against the Ravens. And last week, with no A.J. Green, um, the Bengals' offense just looked horrible against the team that gives up the most points to the uh, wide receiver position. Um, so, and the Ravens are giving up the third fewest receiving yards per game this season. So, again, trending, <laughs> looking at trends, yeah, it's not looking good for, for the Bengals, especially this week with this tough matchup. Uh, but things are trending up with Amari Cooper and the Cowboys. I loved Tyler Boyd when A.J. Green went down. I thought it was going to be great for him. But I, I think that he needs A.J. Green on the field to be able to get some of that pressure off of him. Andy Dalton can't just force a ball to him. He's going to turn the ball over if he tries to do that too much. They're going to double-team Boyd. They just don't have a lot going for him right there. And if Baltimore can keep them down, you know, they might have to resort to a lot of Joe Mixon. And that's going to take away from Boyd even further. And if you look at Amari Cooper going up against Atlanta, he's got a great matchup. Atlanta's going to be trying to put up points. Dallas is going to have to throw the ball if they want to keep up to him. I mean, yeah, Amari Cooper's been getting targets. He's had 18 targets in the two games. He does have a safe floor now, which is – it's weird to say that, but he has a safe floor. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Uh, (laughs) It's just – it really flipped the switch for the Dallas Cowboys who all of a sudden – their offense is looking all right. And it's very interesting uh, when you look at the Cowboys. Um, so let's do one more here. Let's do Kenny Galladay or Allen Robinson. Nate, why don't you lead us off? Uh, for me, my, this, this one's pretty tough because Trubisky's playing out of his mind right now. Yeah. And obviously Allen Robinson had a huge game uh, last week. So a lot of people are, are on him. But Kenny Galladay also led all wide receivers and targets last week. Uh, with 13, I believe. So <clears throat> for me, oh man, it is, it's a tough one, but I, yeah. give, give me Kenny Galladay just because of the rapport he now has with, um, with Matthew Stafford and, and obviously Golden Tate out of there helps him, helps him a bunch. And this was the game that everybody was expecting the first week with Tate out. But usually when that happens, it's, it's hard for an offense to just adjust the very next week without somebody who gets 10 plus targets every week, you know? So um, I think, you know, Matthew Stafford needed a week and once he adjusted, uh, you know, hello, Kenny, Kenny uh, Galladay. And I I really think that um, he could have a big game this weekend. Uh, Not to say Allen Robinson can't, and I wouldn't even be suggesting for people to to sit Allen Robinson. But if, if I have a choice between these two, I'm going to lean Kenny Galladay. I see both these guys being at around 75 yards and a touchdown. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of difference between them. Their floors are very similar. They both have similar ceilings. But at the end of the day, uh, I'm going to look at Kenny Galladay being the go-to guy there. And I'm also going to look at the matchup. Detroit at home going up against Carolina. That's going to be a shootout type game where they're going to be passing the ball a lot. Kenny Galladay is going to be the end zone guy. You look in Chicago, they've got running backs there. They've got Trey Burton. And they've got a defense and Minnesota is going to be running the ball a lot to try to slow down the Chicago offense. So you look at the game script and the matchups, it's just going to have to be, uh, it's going to have to be Kenny Galladay for me. Yeah, that's, that's three for three. So I, I think that just goes to show you, you know, you look at Robinson you say, man, I got to start him two touchdowns last week, but Xavier Rhodes is a problem and I want to avoid him if I can. Now there's definitely upside you know, uh, with Allen Robinson, four touchdowns because he is a red zone threat. 
But I'll go Kenny G because he's that as well. And Carolina just looks terrible. I mean, their corners are getting burnt um, every game. So their offense is really having to keep them in games. So I'll go Kenny G here. You didn't, you didn't disagree with us, Steven. So that's good. <laughs> hey, you know, it's, it's all kumbaya over here with, <laughs> with, with me tonight. Let's get into our hot, bold predictions. Blake, why don't you lead us off? This is the week of Todd Gurley, just like the other 10 weeks we've had this year. So maybe it's, maybe it's not that hot. I don't know. But they're going up against the Kansas City Chiefs. Been a lot of talk, you know, with the, the whole field change with Mexico City. Now they're back in L.A. Kansas City has given up a ton of points to running backs. If you look at Todd Gurley, he's the best running back out there. I'm going to go with three touchdowns and 150 total yards for him this week. That would be his fourth game this year of three touchdowns. Wow. Well, you know, it would be, like, way hotter if you said, like, TJ Yeldon was going to get three touchdowns and 150 yards. <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I kind of got burnt with Des Bryant last week. Uh, wasn't, wasn't really my fault, but kind of got burnt by that, so got to make up for it this week. Did you curse well, anytime, you, any, anytime you say three touchdowns for a player, I mean, it's pretty bold, but with Todd yeah. Gurley, you could say he flies to the moon at halftime and comes back. <laughs> And people would not be, oh, wow, that's a bold yeah. take, you know, it's just because Todd Gurley can do anything. Um, yeah. <laughs> I can get away with it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, yeah. I just hope you didn't curse Des, man. I worry about that. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that Achilles tear was unfortunate. And I, I think that – do you guys think that that had anything to do with Le'Veon Bell's decision, like last minute? Do you think that factored in at all? I don't, I don't know. Think I think so. Bell had his mindset from day one. Yeah, honestly, I, I agree. I, okay. Yeah, I, th- I think he tried to hide behind the mask of that. And when players started getting hurt, he's basically kept chiming out like, see, 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 this is why I'm doing this. Right. And I really think he had already decided this before the season. Yeah. I think if anything, it was Odell Beckham last year. That was yeah. what really got into his head. I guarantee it. Right. That's a good call. That's a great call. Yeah, I think a lot of players looked at that. And uh, OBJ got lucky to get his money this year. Most definitely. And lucky to be healthy enough to be dominating still. Uh, For sure. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Because it was like, wait, is he, is he done? Like, is he not going to get paid? Like, cause it, they could have easily not, um, but the giants were smart to do so um, to, to pay Beckham. And he's obviously performing very well. Uh, so Nate, uh, a pleasure to have you on bro. Uh, Nate of the fantasy footballers and dominate fantasy. That's right. Yeah, DominateFantasy.com. Yep. Dominate Fantasy. Yeah, man. Uh, good stuff over there, as always. And just before you get out of here, give us your hot bowl prediction and where the people can find your stuff. All right. So my, my bold prediction for Week 11 is that Golden Tate is going to have his first big game uh, with the Eagles. Um, the Saints have given up the most fantasy points to wide receivers, uh, as I mentioned earlier. And, and Tate actually has a history of success versus the Saints. He's got a career average just under 100 yards with 97, 97 um, yards per game. Uh, and he's been in an offense, in this offense now, heading into the third week. So I think I'd expect a ton more uh, involvement in, in him, um, you know, in the play calling this week. And finally, I mean, he's Golden Tate. He's, he's good, man. So uh, I, I think this is going to be the week for him. And if, if not, then he's – probably going to be adjusting for the rest of the season because this is the golden opportunity with this matchup. Oh, and, uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> Golden. Hey, look at that. I didn't even. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. I did yeah. not even realize. <laughs> Getting punny on a Wednesday. Yeah, that was great. That was fantastic. Um, so you can find me on Twitter. That's literally where I'm at. I'm every second of the day. Honestly, I, I, don't know, I don't know how I, I have a job, but uh, <laughs> I, so uh, you can find me there at dominate FF. Um, and again, you know, obviously my articles are on the fantasyfootballers.com. And you could check out uh, my writing staff at dominatefantasy.com. You know, it was the uh, the 100 emoji next to your name that made me like, okay, I like this guy. <laughs> that was actually that was a follower um, kept every time he asked me a question, he would say, hey, Nate 100. And he just kept doing that. Right. And I was just like, eventually, I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to put that right next to my name. And I gave him credit and everything. And uh, yeah, so I don't know, kind of stuck. I love it. I love it. Awesome, man. Yeah, it's been a pleasure to have you on. Um, and I want to get out of here with my hot bowl prediction. Not so much in fantasy, but want to look at these teams, obviously from a fantasy perspective and then winning or losing, obviously comes into play. Uh, so I just want to keep an eye out on the NFC East right now. I think the Redskins and the Eagles lose this week because they both have really tough games. The Saints are red hot. I think the Eagles, if they win, people are going to be surprised at this point, especially with their injuries. So the Redskins uh, got a tough game against Houston, who has won five straight as well, coming off their bye. So it kind of looks like they're going to lose. And I think the Cowboys win in Atlanta. You know, the Falcons can't guard anybody right now with all of the injuries they've experienced this year. And the offense really has to force a lot of things. So – Cowboys are actually looking good, and it's their defense that is better than it's been in years. That, you know, if we look at this team, we can say, wow, they have a lot of good players on defense. So uh, I think they're going to win, and, and if they do, they're going to be one game out. I, I mean, I love this take because I'm a Cowboys fan. So, um, <laughs> you know, obviously I, I hope uh, not only is it bold, but I hope it's correct um, because I'd like to see things turn around for this offense because it just – too, too often, this Cowboys team, no, no matter what year it is, is is underperforming with the talent they have. So uh, things need to start trending the other direction or, uh, you know, it's going to be full panic mode for, for years to come. Blake, uh, do you think that the Cowboys have a chance to win this division, uh, you know, assuming what I just said happens? Yeah, I mean, it sure looks like they have a good chance. And look, they got Ezekiel Elliott. That means they have a chance. Yeah, well, between him and Beckham for the two best players in that division, you could argue. So there you go. All right. On behalf of Blake Sullivan, my name is Stephen Taroni. Uh, catch us coming up on Spotify, on iTunes. Shout out to Age of Radio for making that possible. And we will see you next week, folks. Check us out on Rotoballer. Uh, we're over there as well and on FSGN.com. Peace. Thanks for listening to The Hot Take Podcast. Check out Fantrax HQ and Rotoballer for your fantasy sports news and analysis. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steven underscore Taroni and at Blake Sullivan FF. See ya!